My name is Paul Wells, and this is the seventh in the series of podcasts looking at intelligent buildings. I'm here today to talk to Ryan Purvis to discuss his view of intelligent buildings. Ryan, many thanks for agreeing to talk to us today. And if possible, we'd like to get your view as an expert on the following questions. How would you describe the digital workplace? How does it differ from traditional working environments? Thanks for having me, Paul. It's very good to be here. Um, I suppose I put, put a background to me to begin with. So I, I'm currently the CIO at a business called Highland Maritime Risk. Um, I've been involved with that company for about two years. Uh, prior to that, I've worked in banking and real estate, um, looking at various projects um, that focus on transformation uh, it, from, from sort of non-digital to digital. Um, and, and the reason that um, the digital workplace is such a sweet spot for me is, is it encompasses everything. Uh, in different ways. So as much as we talk digital, it's also about the non-digital pieces, but it's really about giving a person the ability to do their work uh, in the most efficient, effective way using various tools and technologies. Um, so in, in in various examples that I could give, um, if you, and specifically if you look at how the pandemic has worked out, people have been, had to be able to work from home or uh, anywhere that they could work so that they could still earn an income. Um, businesses have had to switch from being traditional in the sense of a nine to five or a nine to six, whatever the, the working pattern is in an office, to allowing their staff to work remotely. And that's from sort of frontline workers all the way through to, to the sort of knowledge worker that we know them as. Um, so I think the traditional working environment has switched uh, completely to the the more freelancer way of working, which is any any place, anywhere, uh, on any device. That's really interesting. And uh, yeah, I think it speaks volumes with what's going on at the moment. So following on from that, what do you think are the steps required to transition a company into a digital workplace? Or do you think we're already doing it by stealth? Uh, I think it's, it's something that's been an undertone for many organizations. Uh, and it's based on, um, on on the priorities of the business. Um, when I worked in banking, it was a forefront decision, uh, primarily because by going to a more digitized environment, there were more controls, um, and that was tied to to meeting the regulation. Um, now that we've had this pandemic and everyone's been forced to do it, those sort of stealthy maneuvers have become forefront because people have had to do it, um, which has been great for someone like me who's been saying it's the way to go for a long time, um, because now everyone's on the sort of same level. And, and the tooling and the the, the, the processes and, and now the, the, the sort of base knowledge of everyone has, has reached the same level. So there's still and there still be jobs that are going to that are going to struggle um, with this. And, and, you know, think about a, a very manual you know, bricklaying job that that's probably not going to be digitized unless it's replaced by a robot or something. Um, but for the most part, there are jobs that have been uh, sitting with a person wasting three hours in, in traffic and in the commute to get to an office to do a job they could have done at home. Uh, and I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the office. I'm just saying there's, there's, there's a time and a place for where the best place to work is. So so if you're going to move into to, to doing this, I think the first thing you need to understand is where is this from an executive priority point of view and is it a you know, strategy of the business? But then you also quite quickly need to understand who are your workers and what tools do they need to work um, now, that could be as simple as saying, do they need laptops, do they need desktops, do they need 
tablets, um, but also is it a case of do they need to be uh, face to face a lot? Do they do they need to have the ability to print to scan? Um, you know, are they going to be on the phone all the time? Are they do you know creating content? So are they uh, a, you know a software developer? Are they a, a marketing content writer? You know, all those sorts of things will come into it. So you so you want to blend uh, you know, the sort of persona that that that's understanding who the user is and then giving them the right tools uh, and then of course you need to prioritize who gets that first um, if i if i look back on the projects i've been involved in in the banking world we always picked a line of business that based on their priorities and and we brought them online in a in a couple of week um project so you wouldn't necessarily do everyone at the same time you do a pilot group and then you'd move into a, a slightly bigger group until you've rolled out to everyone and you're looking continuously at, at their experience. So, so using various tools to monitor, um, you know, health of the device they're on, connectivity, uh, performance of the applications they're using. Uh, you'd look at the information security elements as well. So are they connected by VPN uh, or at least a secure connection of some sort? Um, so there's, there's a continuous improvement cycle to this as well, as well as a, you know, structured project and approach you'd have to take. No, I totally agree, and that sounds really, really interesting. So, so on the third question, where do you think digital workplaces fit within the intelligent buildings paradigm? Well, this is where we got um, discussing a couple of weeks ago. I was looking at your product, and I think this has always been the, as I said, digital workspace covers everything uh, in the sense that it's the tools that make a person work. Um, and it comes down, well, at least the way I see them overlapping, is that now we're looking at um, sort of having to have controls around your occupancy in a building, um, processing of air, uh, aircon units, those sorts of things. Um, heating was always a factor. Um, but now you've got to look at if I'm going to go to building A, let's say I work for a large corporate and there's multiple buildings, um, I need to probably get a desk because that's now a hot desking uh, situation. Um, I need to know the people that I need to meet with in face-to-face are going to be around. So I need to plan that ahead of the schedule. Um, the allocation to that building probably needs to be um, time sensitive. So I may only have access for a period of time. Uh, I may only have access to a certain floor. Um, I may be booking meeting rooms. So I might need access to those um, rooms and, and the floors that are appropriate, get booking equipment. Um, but in the same token, now you're looking at the whole building's um, occupancy and how do you power it? What sort of security personnel do you need to be around? Um, how do you find um, people that are in the building if you're just going to have a meeting with someone that, that you don't know where they're sitting? So th- there's a nice overlap there. Now, the the digital piece to this, obviously, is that the building itself needs to be censored up. Um, all the systems that are managing that building need to, be, need to be integrated together with the systems that are managing the digital workspaces. Now, when I talk to people about digital workplace, I'm talking about your potential laptop that you may have, your your iPhone or, or Android device, um, tablet if you got them, but using applications that are built for the, from, for the business's point of view. So you might have a branded portal or, or a branded app that is tied together with the building management systems so that there's a seamless experience for the end user so that they can uh, navigate their workday, um, be able to work wherever they are, uh, and make use of the building uh, to its most uh, effective point. And that might even be things outside of the building. So things like um, if you need to commute there, 
you know, in, in London, is there a tube that's nearby? If you use the tube, is it what's the nearest bus service? If you use the bus, um, if you use the 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 bike, like the St. Ender bikes, you know, is there near one of those? All those sorts of things, you know, gyms nearby. It, it becomes a an ecosystem discussion as opposed to, I just need to do work today. Um, you know, to try to get the most most out of your day, um, and that's really the the smart digital workspace with the intelligent building. That sort of resonates me, with me really well. And as usual, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you because uh, what you're saying uh, strikes a chord on everything that we've spoke about in the past. And as always, it's been really interesting as well. So I'd just like to say thank you very much for that. And I'm sure the people who listen to this podcast will appreciate it as much as I did. I'm Paul Wells, and this is the seventh of the series of podcasts looking at a different view of intelligent buildings. Thank you.